Welcome to Retirement Key Radio with Abe Abish. Abe, something that's always been very important to you is education. And we need to wish you a big congratulations because as you continue to educate yourself as a financial professional, you just received some letters behind your name, is what I like to call it. You are now a certified financial fiduciary. Everyone keeps talking about being a fiduciary, so you went out and got certified to be one. Yeah, say that fast five times in a row, (laughs) Kristen. (laughs) Certified financial fiduciary. Yes, that is a designation I just achieved here in the last week or so. And we feel it's really important for financial professionals to act in the fiduciary capacity, Kristen. But what we felt was really important was for us to take that a step further. And so, you know, this designation is really designed to single out financial professionals who have agreed to act as fiduciaries, not just when required by regulations, however, but always, Hmm. right? So the certified financial fiduciary designation actually has its own code of conduct Hmm. in addition to a professional acting in a fiduciary capacity. So here is some of the code of conduct that that I would think is really important for our listeners to hear because it has a lot of things in this code of conduct that are extremely important for our prospective clients. So the first is practicing the duty of loyalty. And the duty of loyalty basically means that that means we need to always put our client's best interest first. Well, duh, you were doing that anyway, but that's cool. (laughs) It seems obvious, you know, but you wouldn't imagine how many financial professionals out there really don't, Mm. but instead perhaps put their own pockets in front of the client's best interest who might be incentivized via other routes, other compensation methods that aren't maybe properly disclosed and are essentially a conflict of interest, which is exactly opposite, the exact opposite of what a prospective client wants to have happen. Okay. Practice the duty of good faith. This is a second one, meaning all clients need to be treated fairly. That seems obvious too, but you know, if you have a client with $5 million and a client with 50000 or a client with 500000 versus $5 million, a financial professional might tend to treat the client with $5 million mm-hmm. a different way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's not allowed. Practice a duty of good care. This is a fundamental obligation to exercise a skill of an expert and to only advise in those areas where expert skill has been obtained. That seems obvious too, but look, if an estate planning question comes up, if a tax question comes up and, you know, we're not CPAs, we're not estate planning attorneys, if those types of questions come up and they're not in our wheelhouse and we're not an expert in those areas, then we are gladly going to refer that out and say, you know what, that's not a question for us, but we can introduce you to somebody who is legally able and better suited to answer those questions. Okay. Educate first. Well, and that's this is been our, key to you since day one. That's right. That's our mission as a company. Our mission as a company is to educate people in such a way that takes complex financial decisions and information and makes them simple. Hmm. And our quote here that Patrick and I use a lot in the firm is educate to a decision, right? That means let's educate our clients and prospective clients on all of the options out there on the full plan, you know, tax planning, insurance planning, retirement income planning, all Mm -hmm. these types of uh, plannings that we talk about. Let's educate our clients on all these different matters to help them make better educated decisions. Mm -hmm. Holistic approach. Consider all aspects and factors that affect a plan prior to making suggestions about any client's financial plan or circumstance. Full disclosure. That means disclosing all compensation. How are you getting paid? Well, Mm. you know how your mechanic gets paid. 
You know how your doctor gets paid. Why is it such a right. such a thing, such a mystery? Oh, how does my financial professional get paid? Well, that should be clearly stated, and the client should know exactly how the financial professional is getting paid. Okay. Comparison. Well, there might be a problem if a financial professional is just suggesting one company, one product, one investment. No, that should not be the case. There should be all options out on the table for the client to really decide, hey, what's best for me? Confidentiality, obviously that should be pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, it should be should a no-brainer too, right? right? Yeah, protect and keep all clients' information confidential and securely stored. And uh, that's pretty much the code of conduct. So we thought, you know, it's extremely important for our clients and prospective clients to know that it's very important to us to take this even a step further, Hmm. to become a certified financial fiduciary so that our clients know that we take this very serious and they can rest assured they're in very good hands. It's important to know that your financial professional is looking out for you and has the right intentions in mind. And that's why being a fiduciary is so important. But Abe, congratulations on becoming a certified financial fiduciary, making sure that you are doing all that you can to do right by your clients is something that I admire about you. And now it's on paper, so that's even better. But (laughs) if you would like to ask Abe and the team about different ways they could help you with your retirement, connect anytime at retirementkeyradio.com. Well, just how bad has this pandemic been for our economy? Maybe this will put it into perspective for you. At the very peak of the 2008 financial crisis, our gross domestic product, GDP, fell by nearly 8.5%. That's pretty bad. But in the second quarter of this year, our GDP fell nearly 33%. Sadly, the worst drop on record. Here's the thing, though, Abe. It seems like these negative headlines are overtaking our lives, and now we're hearing negative headlines about the economy. Mm -hmm. Do we just throw up our hands and give up now? Or is it ever going to get better? No, obviously, we think there's light at the end of the tunnel, Kristen. And man, that was a huge decline in uh, economic output, the GDP, a worst quarter in basically history for GDP. That's something to to take note. We Mm -hmm. need to recognize the type of situation that we're in. We're in the middle of a storm. We're not out of the storm yet. Right. You know, and we believe there's a lot more to come before we get out of the storm. So you need to be mm-hmm. prepared. You don't want to be on the coast or in a boat and be unprepared. You want to know, hey, we're in the middle of a storm. This can be rocky, right? We're right. not on the other side yet. So there are steps that we can take to protect our own personal economy. I'll just give you a quick story here, Kristen, of a gentleman that came in recently, and he's done really well for himself. But the one thing he told Patrick and I here is that he didn't feel he was in control. This gentleman has saved about $1.7 to $1.8 million. He's done a fantastic job of accumulating and saving. He's about 65 years old, lives here in the Northern Virginia area. He's met with three or four other big time firms. We like to call them big box firms, Mm -hmm. just very corporate, didn't get the right feeling. What was interesting is he brought in all the proposals and, you know, really thick binders and charts and graphs he got from those companies, kind of slammed them down on the table, (laughs) you know, didn't really say much about them, but we could see that he's been shopping around and been trying to find a company that he feels comfortable in working with. And he said, hey, here's my 1.7 million, almost 1.8 million. 
you know, and we said, you know what, you've done a great job for yourself. What has caused you not to work with these other firms? Basically, he just didn't get a good feeling mm. in working with them. And, and I think important. the reason why is because there was no plan for the second phase of his life. There was no income plan, withdrawal, distribution plan. 1.7, $1.8 million, and all these other firms that, that he met with were just talking about how they could help him grow the money. Hmm. That's important. You know, growth of this of nearly two million is important. You know, he could live another 30, 35 years, but that's not as important as what he really came to them for an income plan that can basically help him cross the finish line into retirement so he can know how much income's coming in every month for the rest of his life. Hmm. And he's got almost two million saved and he wasn't getting that type of conversation from these other firms that he met. So he's done everything on his own. He's been a successful do-it-yourself investor. He's been shopping around. He hasn't made a decision to work with anybody yet. Okay. We do believe he'll become a client of ours because he really liked how we help people plan for the second phases of their retirement is very different mm -hmm. than what you're gonna get at a lot of the big box firms out there. He acknowledged that and he's coming back in here shortly. But one of the things that really struck us as we were listening to him talk is that he said he didn't feel like he was in control. Mm. How do you feel yeah. like you're not in control with almost $2 million saved, you have done really well for himself? One of the reasons why is because all of that money, all of it, is in stocks. Oh, wow. Okay? You're 65. Yeah. You're ready to cross the finish line into retirement. That explains it. And you're investing like I am. Mm -hmm. Not even myself. I don't even have all my money in stocks, and I'm 41. Mm -hmm. I am invested aggressively on my stock market investments, but, but I that's also have appropriate other, for your age. That's right. But I also have other alternative investments too to help diversify. You know, even at 41, here he is 65, almost 2 million saved. Great. How's it invested? Ooh, all in stocks, all in one asset class. Definitely not confident with that. And he had no plan. I think that was the biggest thing. No distribution plan. The firms he talked with didn't even show him which accounts do I tap first. He has some Roth IRA monies and they didn't even talk about pushing the Roth IRAs off till when he really needs that money, which is probably gonna be never. Hmm. You know, we were like, hey, you're probably never gonna touch this Roth money because it could be the ace in the hole. It could be your most valuable account. Instead, what you should do, you should look at withdrawing any monies out if needed from your pre-taxed accounts, from your traditional IRA, 401ks, because you're gonna have to pay tax on those monies anyways. You're gonna have required minimum distributions on those monies anyways. So why not start paying the taxes on some of those dollars now? So there's a lot we can do to control what we can control. Mm -hmm. We can't control who's going to become president this fall. I mean, we can we, vote and try to help out, but yes. Well, we can do, <laughs> we can do that. But we don't have ultimate control, exactly. Co correct, right. And we're not, we can't control what's going to happen with this coronavirus and when mm -hmm. it's going to end. But we can control our own personal economy. And I think a lot of our listeners know that. And when people call into our show, they're calling in to take control of their financial lives. Not that they're not in control, but they're taking it to the next step, right? hey, I have my half a million, my million, two million, whatever it is, help me put a plan together for the second phase of my life. Find out more at retirementkeyradio.com.
Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abraham Abish and BM number 770-3575.